Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hey Gwen, we're here. We're here again. It's a, it's another. Yeah, we're recording. Recording the podcast. We're, uh, we're going to talk about Naruto. Yeah, we are. We're going to talk. Do do we have us before we talk about Naruto that we want to talk about this week? Um, I've been kind of busy this week because I started streaming. You started streaming like all the time. Yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked up. I didn't see you post about streaming today, but I might have just missed it. Uh, no, I didn't stream today because I was like, you know, I was in get ready for podcast mode. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't have a ton to talk about either. Like, I've been watching anime still, but I, it's just kind of in that passive way where I haven't developed like a, 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 a substantial thing to say about anything I've been watching yet. You know, like I'm still watching Birdie Wing. I think it's delightful that the uh, the answer for arrival to like the street golfer is like here is the golf princess who is created by fusing these two prestigious golf bloodlines <laughs> in like a ridiculous act of golf eugenics but like yeah. yeah but her real talent is that she just fucking loves golf and likes to have fun playing golf it's so good it's beautiful it's just it's perfectly distilled sports anime bullshit and that's delightful um i i've been watching uh, your boy kongming which is about what if a Romance of the Three Kingdoms character was reincarnated in modern-day Japan and decided to do tactics and stratagems in, like, clubs and at, like, music events to, like, help a girl's singing career launch? And that's a delightful show. But again, I don't have a ton of substantial to say about it. It's just it's just really fun. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I haven't I haven't checked it out yet. I, I was, like, worried I wouldn't know quite enough about Three Kingdoms stuff to, to get through it because I haven't read Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I've just played a lot of Dynasty Warriors. But, like, my Dynasty Warriors <laughs> knowledge is, like, carrying me through pretty well so far. All right, cool. I don't know if you have any Dynasty Warriors knowledge, so you might just be out of luck. But I, I, I think some I've heard some people are just watching without even having that much experience and having a good time. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, no Dynasty Warriors knowledge. I do know a lot about Hyrule Warriors, but that's okay. That's that's not really applicable. I don't think. Does Does anybody do like a Stone Sentinel ways in in Hyrule Warriors? Um, probably not. No, Lubu is not in there. Nah. I don't actually remember if they mentioned Lubu on the show substantially or not, but he's just like a Dynasty Warriors pull. I don't know. I, mean, I don't have time to say, but anime isn't Naruto this week, um, so I can we can just get into Naruto pretty quickly if we wanna. Yeah. All right. Let me let me start reading the uh, let me start reading the thing. Episode forty five: Surprise Attack. Naruto's secret weapon. After standing up and redeclaring his intent to become the Hokage, Naruto is rushed by Kiba and Akamaru getting caught in another smoke screen. He's taking a beating and struggling to come up with a counterplay when he realizes he can't tell which one is the real Kiba and transforms. With the third Kiba in the ring now, the real one outs himself and approaches the transformed Naruto. He tells Naruto that his nose is super sensitive on account of dog powers, and he can tell just by smell who's who and decks him. Naruto hits the ground hard and in a puff of smoke, transforms into Akamaru. This throws Kiba off, Thinking he just decked his puppy, he turns and lashes out at the real Akamaru, decking his puppy for real. Naruto takes the opportunity to run up and kick Kiba in the jaw. Kiba bites himself to calm his nerves, and Naruto announces his intent to use a special move he's been saving up. Alright, so yeah, this fight is still going. Yeah. Looks pretty rough this episode. This episode, on a whole, just looks unattended to. It's it's like a combination of, like, okay, a lot of the line work looks kind of off, and also, like... There's just a really awkward sense of visual continuity between shots a lot of the time. 
Like, it starts off with, like, Kiba doing Fang over Fang, and Naruto, like, dodges it by jumping over it, and, like, so in one shot, he's, like, floating over it, and then the next shot, he's, like, beneath the continuous boy tubes that, like, Kiba and Akamaru turn into. And then the shot after that, he's, like, in the middle of it somehow, and it just, like, that's just kind of, like, how the action in this episode starts, and it really sets a tone for it. There's also a real sense of, like, there definitely feels like a disconnect between the people drawing the guys and the people drawing the backgrounds where, like, the the very clear perspective of the, uh, like, uniform tiles on the ground makes everything look very awkward a lot of the time. And so we, we get a whole lot of shots of guys just looking really small. Yeah. There's, there's like, one particular scene, like, in, in like, the second half of the episode, but I, I'm just going to talk about, like, the, the way that looks in general as a whole right now, where you've mm-hmm. got Kiba, like, running across the room towards Naruto in one cut, and, like, getting right towards Naruto, and then we, like, cut to, like, a reverse shot where he is, again, very far away from Naruto and looks, like, twice as fucked up running towards him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh... It's... It's kind of a rough one here, which is, you know, I mean... <laughs> This episode is just rough all around. Yeah, like, I, I guess, I mean, I, I, I don't know that this fight deserved much better. I don't think it's a particularly great fight on the whole, but, like... No, no. I can see this being the one where you choose to cut corners, maybe. But the, the corners have definitely been cut, and it, it definitely, like... You can you can definitely see the, the lack of cohesion coming through basically all the way throughout this whole episode. That's, I mean, it's... it's... That is what it is, I guess. That is just how anime production goes sometimes. Some episodes just need to get, like thrown under the bus for the uh yeah you gotta large production but you, you gotta you gotta save resources and like really pile stuff in on the uh on the episodes you you want to look really really nice and like we got a couple of those coming up so like get excited yeah get get pumped yeah i guess just for the actual ep- like events of this episode i don't have a ton to talk about until naruto does his like trick of like turning into a guy that looks like kiba i think this is pr- or I, I don't want to say a guy who looks like kiba he just turns into like a kiba you know he's not like a... <laughs> you know you know what i mean though right he's not like roughly kiba <laughs> approximately kiba so i guess in this episode all three kibas look roughly like kiba which is like i i, I think this is probably like the the most fun part of the fight because it's like where naruto is using his fairly limited uh skill set in like a fun and clever way I think it's very fun that everybody watching is like, all right, now Naruto can do a surprise attack, and Naruto's trick is to just get decked in the face. Yeah, right, because he was found out immediately. Like, what else do you do? But also, I feel like, you know, tricking Kiba into punching his dog in the face is probably, like, more effective than whatever surprise attack Naruto had on board. Oh, yeah. That works out pretty well for him. I also like when um, when Naruto is declaiming is is declaring that it's time to use his his secret technique. Rock Lee is just so ready to be excited for him. Like he's really come around on this dumbass kid. He's really he's really ready to get pumped up for him. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely, I love it when people love Naruto. Me too. I don't know. Did you have much more to say about the first half of this episode? It's kind of like a lot. A lot of this episode is kind of light. So I think this is probably going to be the one we talk about the least. But you know, I'm ready to go move on to the the second half of it if you are. I don't have anything to say about this half, but I don't want to move on to the next half. <laughs> well, wait, we have to. This is the job. Okay. Kiba rushes him, trying to overwhelm Naruto and not let him gather his chakra. It's working. Naruto takes a hit in order to throw Kiba and give himself some space, but it doesn't earn him much ground. After a few more hits, Naruto is shaking and having difficulty standing, but he's still standing. Kiba rushes him again, 
ducking behind him to take him down when Naruto farts, overwhelming Kiba's nose and giving himself enough time to pull off the special attack he's dubbed Naruto's Barrage, in which he vaults off the back of one of his clones as a handful of others kick Kiba into the air, landing a downward heel kick on Kiba's skull as they drop, clearly aping Sasuke's attack. Kiba's knocked out, so Naruto gets the win. Back to the stands, with the help of Kuranai, Hinata gives Naruto the medicine she wanted to give him earlier. Neji's watching the encounter and can't help but hate her ass for some reason. Alright, there we go. There we go. He got the summary out of the way. Yep. So the, this is the uh, the half of the episode that I feel like they expanded the most. I think throughout this arc we've talked a bunch about like what what various approaches they've taken to like drawing out fights to varying degrees of quality. Um Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty weak here because we just have a lot of this episode where Kiba is just running at Naruto and hitting Naruto. And, like, we get two additional bits of, like, oh, everybody thinks Naruto's knocked down, but then he stands back up. And I feel like you've you've already hit your quota for the amount of times you can pull that off. Like, yeah. you, like in the previous episode. Like, you might have surpassed it in the previous episode already, but we, we just get it twice more. And it's, like... It's, it's hard to feel much about. We get cuts to people in the stands being like, damn, if I was Kiba, I would be sick of this shit. Like, people are just kind of tired of the fight happening, which isn't, like... I mean, that's not, like, an energy you want to bring into a fight you're supposed to like watching. No, it's not. But yeah, so we just we just get, like, an extremely uh, protracted build-up to, uh, you know, Naruto's big moment of trying to fight around, which was when he uh, farts in Kiba's face, and it's really funny, and we all laugh, and, um... I don't like this episode. It's not great. It's not like... <laughs> and I, I don't like that, like... The, the the Naruto barrage thing is, like... It's cool. It's cool that he saw that attack and made it his own, right? Like Yeah, and it's cool that he is, like, learning to apply, like, what he has to, like, pull things off in, like, a way that's unique to him. Yeah. And I think it's, like, really fun that, like... When Sasuke is stealing Rock Lee's techniques, Rock Lee's, like, kind of worried about it. But when Naruto is stealing from Sasuke, stealing from Rock Lee's attacks, Rock Lee is, like, back around to be excited about it again. Yeah, it's really good. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it doesn't... It's it's hard to get that pumped up about, like, this is a cool moment for Naruto or as something that, like, is, like... It's hard to be dramatically invested in this also because, like, everybody in the room is, like, sick of the fight happening and then it just kind of fizzles out. With the, with the fart yeah. joke, and then it's over. It's not a very good fight. It's not a very good fight in a whole, except especially the part of it that was in this episode. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say on the matter. I, I do think it's kind of funny that after Naruto wins, is like, damn, Kiba, don't feel too bad. We were both wrong about this kid being bullshit. <laughs> I kind of like Kurenai a lot in this episode. Yeah. I, I think it's really funny how she plays wingman for Hinata. Yeah, that, that, that is pretty funny. I like that. I like Naruto's extremely like, oh, thanks, Hinata, you're nice, which is like the two words every girl wants to hear, you're nice. <laughs> like, probably good enough for Hinata right now, but like... Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. They'll get there. They'll get there, and I'll probably care less when they do. But right now, I think it's cute. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, speaking of Hinata, do you want to get into our next episode? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into the real meat of this one, like the, what we're going to be talking about this recording, because I feel like we might have way more to say about these next two. Episode 46, Byakugan Battle. Hinata grows bold. Hinata goes to give a pot of medicine to Kiba before he's carried off, and Kiba warns her to give up if she gets matched with Neji or Gara. and the next match is called. It's Hinata versus Neji. They face up, and we get an introduction to their complicated relationship, where Hinata sees him as an older brother, and Neji hates her ass for being weak but also a child from the more prestigious branch of the family. 
The match starts, and Neji tells her to give up, and that she's too weak to be a ninja. Kurenai remembers when Hanada was all but disowned outright after being put in her care by the family head. Hinata is shaken by Neji's harsh words, as he goes on to declare that people can't change, and she'll always be a failure. Before we get into the, the, the meat of the episode, another cute, another cute moment with Naruto right at the top. I like when he's like applying the medicine that Hinata gave him, and his wounds are just like steaming and healing up. It's, he's like, wow, Hinata gave me some really awesome medicine. Check this out, guys. <laughs> I love that he doesn't know anything. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, he's never realized that he just heals like that. It's just never occurred to him. I also say so like the, the the matchup comes up on the board, right? It's like it's it's, it's Neji versus Hinata, and like everybody in the room has the sense that this is a terrible idea, right? Uh huh. Except that Thorikage is like, damn, this is gonna be good. So like, they definitely don't have a computer randomizing the matchups, right? There's just a guy <laughs> back there. There's just a guy being like, all right, what's some dramatic shit? Like, here's, it's like, okay, we can't have, like, a good Hyuga and a weak Hyuga in, like, the finals, so we're gonna get rid of one of them, and, uh, let's, let's just do this in the most dramatic way possible. Oh, yeah. He's just gonna, like, sit down, pull up his, pull, pull out his popcorn, he's gonna find out how real eugenics are. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. The man is a freak, I think. Yeah. Okay, we, we, we get, like, a... We get like a bit of an overview of what's up with the the main clan and the branch clan, of the, or the main family and the branch family of the Hugo clan, right? And um, mm-hmm. they, they, they just talk about how like oh yeah, the, the main family gets like all sorts of like preferential treatment in terms of like passing down techniques and everything. And uh, no nobody in this room is like really uh, that equipped to like unpack how like the, the the ways in which this is fucked. So everybody's just like, huh? So this is like a destined battle or something? Like every everybody's kind of like. <laughs> Like no, nobody's really like uh, connecting directly to the idea of like the way the ways in which this is a problem. It's just like, um, wow, that's neat. I'm glad they're fighting. It's like, yeah, I guess they gotta fight, huh? Like, I guess it's had to happen eventually. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got that fucking shinobi brain poison. They've all got the shinobi brain poison so bad in here. Yeah, we cut, we cut down to like the fight starting itself, right? And Neji is doing his um. And then he starts off like, yeah, before we fight, I've got one thing to say to you. And then he just spends the next, like, eight minutes of the episode laying into Hinata because he's a huge prick. And then she's like, Neji is such a little shithead right now. It's like, like, I think it works, but like, man, that, this kid sucks. <laughs> I love how much Neji sucks here. It's great. It's great, like, because he's like, like, I, I think the thing that really works about the way that Neji sucks in these episodes Mm-hmm. Is that if you're coming to Naruto as like anything other than like a sort of self-absorbed teen, it's like instantly obvious how much like Neji has like a fucking like, self-absorbed like pretty contra- like like not not internally consistent belief system that you you arrive at when you're like kind of a miserable teen. Yeah, because you know, he's like really it's like founded in this like disdain for the main family and like this idea for like of like yeah you know everybody's just sort of like predestined where there are and if you if you and nobody ever changes and uh and it's like there's there's not really like there there is more work put into not thinking about the like ways in which he's just kind of like reifying the shit that the main family does and the ways in which he's like not really like um addressing his base concerns with uh with like the 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 way he is like evaluated within the broader, broader clan like he's putting more effort into not thinking about any of that stuff and he isn't actually like resolving those feelings it's just like 
It's it's just a bunch of like ill-conceived mean teen bullshit, and it like really works as, as like setting the dramatic stakes for the fight because it's like, yeah, it's not like a super coherent ideology that he has, but it's like a very believable character thing. Um, yeah, he's like very believably a shithead right now. It's great, you know, and like I I, I think it's cool for like the heel in this fucking anime fight to to, to just be like a fucking overdramatic teen shithead. Mm-hmm. bullying his traumatized cousin. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's... Like, it's the sort of thing, like, when I, when I was watching the show as a teen, it's very easy to be like, ah, oh, this is, like, a, a, co- a conflict of ideals between, like, Naruto and Neji. And it's like, no, nah, Neji doesn't really have, like, a super grounded, like, belief system. Like, he would probably draw to this eventually, uh, like, it, it, if somebody else kicked his ass later. But, like... Yeah, like, he just needs one ass kick. <laughs> it's, it's just like a... Like, it, it is a thing that coming to it later in life, it's like, this is just like a, a personal conflict and like a, a, like a, this guy is away as a result of his circumstances and he needs to like move past that more than like a, you know, like a serious dialogue on whether or not people can change ultimately, right? Like, it's just like, oh yeah, this guy is a shithead teen. Um, yeah. We also get like a little bit of like a, a flashback for Hinata. We get like a picture of how bad Hinata's life is. Um. Yeah, that Hinata scene was rough. Yeah, Hinata's dad fucking sucks. Um, yeah. I am really curious to, like, give a close eye to stuff with the Hugo clan, because I feel like there is a point where they just kind of want to treat it as though it's resolved, and I'm... Every time that every time I get to that point in Naruto, I feel like I'm missing a step, and I'm... <laughs> Yeah, they just, like, got better off-screen. Don't worry right, about like, it. But, like, by the time of Boruto, like, the, he not his dad is, like, this loving, doting grandfather. And right now he's just, like, the worst man. He's just, like, the worst dude imaginable. Right. It's, it's like... Like, like, literally, literally... Oh, I don't have time to talk about Hinata right now. I'm too busy beating up her little sister. Who's way better than her in every way. Which is why she gets to be the one I beat up now, and I Hinata. <laughs> yeah. Like just just a fucking garbage guy, just just the worst. Um, so I'm like, I'm curious to see if I feel any better about the the resolution to this whole thing this time. Um, I'm just kind of putting that on the table because I very much remember not feeling satisfied by it previously. Um, this is also an opportunity for me to put on my hat. So what's your hat telling you this time, or what are you speaking into existence with the power <laughs> of your hat? I really like. I really like it for Karenai's character that she just, like, takes girls and helps them. Mm-hmm. And I think, I know I mentioned it before when we were first introduced to to to, um, to Karenai, but, like, it would be so cool if she just scouted out all of the women who were, like, being, <laughs> being neglected by their teachers and shit. Uh-huh. And were just like, okay, here's how you do real shit. Yeah. You're you're really like this. This could never happen in Naruto, but this is a beautiful vision, right? It can never happen in Naruto, but like she would be such a good teacher to fucking Sakura, and like also, um, because she's like a Genjutsu specialist. Sakura is like Sakura's got like Genjutsu knowledge in theory, in theory. Yeah. But 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 also, it'd be really sweet if like even if she didn't necessarily have like directly applicable skills, if she also just was like the kind of person that was like, hey, you're. Your 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 teacher is being kind of like. It seems like he he seems like he thinks you suck and doesn't really invest anything in your personal growth. You want some help with that? Yeah, like literally. 
maybe she's just got her hands full. She can't she can't offer that to, to Sakura or anybody else. Yeah, I mean, she basically adopted a kid. So <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I guess I'm curious. Like like I I, 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 I am sort of wondering. Yeah, like is is she is like you know I just like staying with her at this point because because she's clearly not that welcome at home. But I can't imagine she wants to be there. Yeah. That'd be like that'd be like really sweet if like Kuro and I was like kind of Hinata's mom now. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh man. God, I wish we saw that ever. Like 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 imagine just like Kuro and I's like shitty little like single single lady apartment. Uh-huh. And then having to like suddenly take care of a teen. It's so good. Oh, that's great. Instead Kuro and I's just kinda like be- gonna become mom and sort of wander off screen forever, but like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's what girls do in Naruto. <sighs> The other thing I'm, like, sort of confronting as I watch this half of these ep- this episode is, like, fundamentally, I just, like, really like Hinata as a character. I like Hinata as a character in the way you can only like an anime girl that you, like, projected onto when you were 13. Because you're like, wow, I'm also, like, a sad girl who is disappointing my family. <laughs> and so, like, every time I'm, like, really bought into the Hinata stuff, I, like, have to wonder, like, how much am I giving this too much credit? Because, like... I do really care, but also I, I I can't help but acknowledge like I Hinata is given so much less room to feel like complicatedly about her situation than Neji is, right? Like she's just kind of like sad and traumatized and nice, and like I I, I am like a person who for a large part of my life you know resp- responded to my own trauma by like becoming like sad and like very outwardly nice to everybody, but like it's not like that's ever a thing that gets complicated with Hinata, and this is this, that's mm-hmm. just kind of the that's just kind of the traits she gets. I mean, she gets less sad later, I suppose. Yeah, and like, do we? We 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 don't have it now, but I'm I don't remember, and I'm curious. Like, do we ever get an extrapolation on like the way that Hinata feels positively towards Neji right now with like the brother thing? Um, there's like because that that implies that Neji's animosity right now is like fairly recent. Mm-hmm. I th- I think there's like some stuff that is like I I don't know if it originates in the an- in in the manga though it might be like from from the anime and also like way later I I'm not sure I guess I'll be I'll be on mm-hmm. the lookout for that but yeah I mean it, it it just really stuck out to me as like a as like kind of a key detail that's just kind of missing from this right. whole yeah because because Inata clearly cares about Neji in a way that like. Sh- I I I can't imagine she would if he was just this guy to her for her entire life. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, so I guess I'll be looking out for that. Uh, are we are we ready to move on to the rest of the episode? Sure. Neji activates his Byakugan, and Hinata can't even look him in the eyes. He lays into her, talking about how much of her body language suggests she's a powerless little coward. Naruto can't stand this guy and shouts from the stands, demanding Hinata stand up for herself. This snaps her out of it, and she steals herself for a fight against Neji, activating her Byakugan. Neji and Hanada break out into a volley of attacks, each dodging and parrying in perfect sync. Rock Lee and Mike Guy explain that Hyuga's special taijutsu, the gentle fist, that uses the Byakugan to land bursts of chakra that interfere with the body's internal chakra network to damage internal organs. The conversation is put on hold when Hanada and Neji each land a strike to the other's chest. So yeah, we, we, we come back from the like mid-episode commercial break and Neji is just still fucking on this shit. He's still like, he is being so mean for so Like he would just probably keep going for like the entire rest of the episode if Naruto didn't like yell at him. 
Yeah, he starts like fucking BBC Sherlock. No, I was I had the same thing about he's doing like this shitty fucking like Sherlock routine, but like exclusively for identifying a girl he already knows is traumatized is traumatized. Yeah. It's like great going, asshole. Yeah, you fucking and like you know that's not an on the fly observation. <laughs> You you know he's been thinking about this shit forever. It's like you you just know this shit about her. This is like your powers of observation. You just know that this girl is sad and hurt, <laughs> and you're being a dick about it. Yeah, Un- it's unbelievable how much this guy sucks right now. Like this this is from a later episode, but like he I, like we later on that he gets like pissed off at Naruto for like interrupting his like endless spiel about how bad Hinata is. <laughs> what a little fucking bitch! Oh my god! <laughs> just a horrid little twerp. It's, like, so easy to root against him. I'm like, they're, they're really nailing that, I feel like, right? God, I... Yeah, I'm gonna go kick his ass. <laughs> me, me and that little dipshit are gonna go meet behind the alley. <laughs> you can think I fucking... could fucking last ten seconds against you. I just show him. Maybe you can last ten seconds. I bet you know. I, 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 feel like you, I feel like you got the advantage. I kind of not being a child. Yeah, because I'm fucking 25. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, and we know from later that he can't do shit to 25 year olds. <laughs> uh, I, I really like Naruto being the guy who doesn't have the decor of like, hey, why the fuck is this still going on? Why why are you saying all this shit? Hey, Hinata, you can't just listen to him say this shit. This sucks. Like, I, I like him being the one guy who's just like, yeah, I'm going to yell about this. This seems awful. Yeah. You know what? If I wasn't hiding in the ceiling right then, mm-hmm. right there with him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, wait, be, because we are from the, we, we're, we're with a Richard so we're the only people who know what spying is, we can't just blow our cover like that, but yeah. like. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the, uh, the way they punch weird? Yeah, it's fucking sick. It's so the gentle cool. fist is like cool as hell. Like, I love that they, they start fighting and it's immediately more about like, just, uh, like. Like, like, oh, it is about like de- deflecting these like kind of soft seeming blows, and like, you got the like the chakra pulsing off of, off of them as they go. It's like it, it's just like immediately very cool and distinctive. It like sells this as like a new weird way to fight. Very, yeah. Actually, like I, I I really like it. I think it's just it's so cool. It's just really cool. I love when I love when there's like a. I, I love when they when like they tell me that a guy has like a particular martial art, martial art style, and then like you see it on screen, and it's like oh yeah, this is like very distinct and like. Yeah. What's, what's, what's better than this? Yeah, and, and I like that probably, like, any chuckle fuck could fucking gather some chakra in their hand and let it go in a burst when they're touching somebody. But it's the fact that they have the fucking Byakugan and can see the other person's fucking chakra networks. It's like, I can't make your heart, I don't want to, like, make your heart disintegrate. So, like, that's, that's, that's an advantage I have. It's cool. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I also think the, like... The, the the choice to like end the episode on uh the, the bit where like oh they they they're like they 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 like both make their blow we don't know who yeah I think I think it's like a really tight like way to like leave us in suspense for next time mm-hmm. yeah there, there, there's like not very much like action in like this episode or the next one but like whenever there is it like looks really good and really it looks so good yeah um I, I think two Hugo should fight more often. <laughs> I, I believe the like big action sequence of this one is animated by uh, Chiyuki Tanaka, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll, we'll talk about who who handles stuff in the, in the next episode when we get there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to get there? I would. I would. I would love to get there. All right.
Episode 47, A Failure Stands Tall. Hinata coughs up blood while Neji seems unaffected, and it's revealed Neji is uniquely talented and able to pinfight and disable chakra points on the body to disable his opponent's ability to channel chakra, meaning Hinata was unable to get a damaging burst of chakra out with her strike. With her unable to do any harm with the gentle fist, Neji throws her to the ground and demands she forfeit, but she stands, saying she refuses to go back on her word. She's hurt bad, but with Naruto cheering on, she charges Neji. Her appreciation of Naruto's drive carries her through an impressive display of taijutsu against Neji. She takes a blow to the chin, and Kurenai reflects on how much this fight has changed her. Hinata rushes Neji again, taking another chakra charge blow to the chest. I, I talked about the last episode ending like pretty well. I think this episode also opens pretty well because we just have this really prolonged silence before like we get what like the actual resolution of like the of like the the hit. Like yeah. Hinata coughs up blood and is like, oh fuck. You hate to see it. You hate to see the girl you like cough up blood. It's just it's just not what we're rooting for here. Um, a thing I was kind of surprised by is, like, I forgot that hitting the chakra points was like, oh, this is a thing that Neji specifically does, and not just like, oh, this is what the Hugas do. Yeah. And I guess I'm curious if it's like, did I think that because it just kind of gradually filters out to being a thing that all of like, the Hugas do when they fight? Or did I think that because Neji's like the only guy who gets more fights? We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> I do think it's um I do think it's a really cool thing for that one guy in particular to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, uh, this 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 is like an extension of like the, the thing that they can all do, but like it's really hard to like be able to do precisely, and so it's like kinda scary that he can pull it off. Yeah, it's like, oh okay, that's that's why they let him be like this. I I, I really like that it is like uniquely potent against another Hugo person, right? Mm-hmm. Because if he did that to me, I'd just break his nose still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ne- Neji is, like, still being the guy he is. So, like, as soon as he has Hinata down on the ground, he's, like, immediately saying more of his bullshit. God. Uh... He just... He, just he, he, is, he is, like, fucking planting his heel flag so hard. That's fucking over for him as soon as he and a Shonen protagonist get in the ring. I tell you what. Yeah, no shit. He's going to have the most kicked ass. I think the thing that's interesting here is, is, is as Naruto's like watching this, he's like, oh, Hinata's like, Hinata's like really strong. Wow. And like, and like it, it's Rock Lee who's like, yeah, Naruto, she's a lot, a lot like you. So Naruto is still not at the point where he has like learned to recognize when a person is like him. He has not yet like attained his signature technique. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what the turning point is here. But uh, yeah, he's, want- he's still not quite got that figured out. You know, it's like um, it, it's it's like when you befriend somebody before you both know that you're gay. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you spot it without knowing you spot it. But Hinata is so fucking cool here. Hinata's so cool, right? Like she gets back up. She's like she's like starting to fight again. On and the, like the action in this episode looks unbelievable. Like it's one of those great cuts where it's like once the fight starts at the action starts happening, like the show just immediately looks very different. <laughs> The animation for a lot of the action this episode was provided by uh, Hirofumi Suzuki, who is um, one of the uh, he's again, like one of the uh, the character designers for for the show, who is like a freaking collaborator with Toshiki Suru, who's going to be around next week uh, for our first episode that we cover then. So he's just just pulling double duty here and like just making these like really great looking cuts of like he he not is like getting back up and she's like do, doing her best to like fight back against Neji and it's like hell yeah you know like yeah. I'm rooting for her like I. I 
like, we all know this is a doomed fight at this point. Like, it has been well established that she physically cannot harm him anymore with her technique. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, going for it, and it looks, it like, again, it looks awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. She's not going out like a fucking chump, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's no fucking Dozu. <laughs> Dozu isn't even dead yet, you're already doing it like this. <laughs> Like, I, I think it does a really good job of, like, getting everybody into, the, like, like getting the audience into that state of, like, oh, yeah, like, everybody in this room is, like, is like impressed with Hinata at, by the end of this. Like, maybe not everybody, but, you know, like, a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the people that, like, are familiar enough with her and her situation to, like, see what she's doing. It's so cool. She fucking rules. It's, 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 like, it's just, like, it is such a magical thing whenever, like... The, 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 like you're you're like reading like a like a fight comic and like the you're watching like a, a show action anime like this right and like you just see like like you you just feel yourself like aligned with all of the, all of the characters in the audience who are like cheer, cheering on a character it's great I, it's great I love it that's what it's all about to me yeah um you ready to move on to the rest of the episode sure Hinata collapses and the match is called before Naruto interrupts as Hinata begins to stand. She's shaky, incapable of channeling chakra, out of breath, and coughing up blood, but she still refuses to give up. Neji rushes her, but Gekko Kakashi, Gai, and Kurenai all move to intercept, stopping him in his tracks. Hinata drops, and Naruto, Sakura, and Lee rush over to see her before she falls unconscious. Neji tries to talk shit to Naruto, so Naruto rushes him, only to be stopped by Rock Lee, saying it's good to stand up for yourself and others, but he needs to save the fighting for an official match. He tells Naruto that he intends to kick Neji's ass himself, but gives Naruto permission to kick his ass for him if they get matched up first. Hinata's hurt bad, and all the drama made the medical staff late to pick her up. They carry her off, saying her life's in danger if they aren't extremely fast. Naruto swears on Hinata's cough blood to win no matter what. Hinata's so fucking cool here. Hinata's so fucking cool. Like, I... The, the the moment of like Naruto like like yelling out to not stop the match is like su- it's such a great moment of like oh maybe there's like something between these two characters because like it's not that Naruto is like being like all right you got to keep fighting because like you know he he knows that this is like hard for her she probably can't win it's like a moment of him being like the one person in the room who is like still like paying it like like watching her closely enough to know that she's trying to stand up again and like choosing to believe in that and to like w- want everybody to acknowledge that and it's like. It's like it's like a really great moment. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. It's like this this, this beautiful thing of like, hey, here's these two kids who like are are like, you know, both desperate for people to acknowledge them in different ways, like cho- choosing to acknowledge each other. And it's like, man, this this could have been something. This could have been everything. And <laughs> Neji is like Neji has been a tool all throughout these episodes. He just really goes fucking overboard and like. <laughs> The last half of this episode, right? Like, Hinata stands up this one last time, and he's like, he, he's basically just like, yeah, I mean, look, you can just go be a fucking nobody and not matter and, like, go suck forever, and that's fine. That's, like, my kindness I'm offering for you, basically. Like, he is being such a fucking freak about this. And, like, the the, the, the thing that sets him off and goes into, like, I'm going to kill my cousin mode is Hinata going, like, you seem like you're really sad, actually. <laughs> Yeah, like fucking fighting back tears, sobbing, no I'm not, and then he runs in to murder somebody. Like, uh, it's, 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 again, like, I'm, I'm just, like, so, I'm just so bothered at this point, like, I'm, I'm like, all, all the, all the Joni in the room just, like, instantly surrounding him, like, holding him, like, completely in place, and him be like, ah, oh, you, you fucking assholes, this is, this is, like, preferential treatment towards the head family, and it's like, no, man, you're trying to kill your cousin. 
That wouldn't be cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a moment here where a guy is like, Niji, before this begin, you swore you wouldn't bring your personal issues with the, head with, the, with the main family into this. And it's like, Guy, I don't think you should have taken him for his word on that. <laughs> I, th I think you, 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 if there's anything you should have counted on is that this, like, shithead angry 13-year-old in your care is, like, going to bring his personal issues into this fight. <laughs> because that he brings his personal issues into everything that he does forever. Yeah. God. Like, there's, so there's something about fucking Guy and Kakashi where they just, like, extremely overestimate the amount of, like, self-control the boys in their care have. Right. Yeah. There's, like... I guess I'm interested to pay, pay attention to this because there's like this real, there is like this this real like shared kind of like, there's definitely this this shared potential to like put their students into like these like extremely high pressure situations and just be like yeah you got to be good enough to handle this right and I'm like it, it, it's interesting I hadn't thought about that until you said that but that really is like a a, a shared shortcoming between the two of them I think you know and like I I don't want to say that that's necessarily like never a thing to do. Mm -hmm. Right, like obviously, you know, in the in these in this situation, you need to like challenge your students or whatever. But like, I I feel like making them pinky promise not to like let let their like trauma get the better of them in a tense situation, throwing them into is like maybe a little bit steep. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's like I I guess I I don't know what what he uh, I guess I don't know what more he could have done. Be like, hey, try try not to make this too personal. But given that, like, you know, he can't, he can't make the the matchup not happen this way. But like, he it, it it definitely feels like he's just kind of putting a bandaid on a a problem that is too big for a bandaid here. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think he could have done anything different. But like, I also don't think the course of action then is to like turn that on the kid. Be like, hey, you weren't like a big enough person as like this like fucked up traumatized thirteen year old to like. He, yeah. Yeah, right. I think I, I think the thing to do there is to be like, okay, hey, cool it. We need to get you out of this situation. We can talk about this later. Yeah, that that is like yeah, that's like a, a really interesting parallel between the stuff with Kakashi and Sasuke earlier, where like Kakashi on some level kind of knows that like he's he's giving like like if not when he when he like asks that of asks Sasuke to just like stay in control and not want this power that would be helpful for getting revenge. Like, but like, if he, if he doesn't know that that's like uh, too much to ask when when he like set like tells Sasuke that like by the time he's done talking to Rochimaru, he knows that's like that's not something that could really uh, be relied on to happen. But it is definitely like this thing of like, another moment of like okay, I, I, I've put like this is a personal responsibility on this kid of this thing that he cannot possibly handle, and it's uh... yeah right, and like it, it's a similar situation where like. That that is how the ceiling jutsu works. Like there is not like another situation Kakashi could have put Sasuke in there, but still like framing it around like okay, as long as you don't have any personal failings, yeah, just be just be good, just 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 uh just hold it together. Yeah, instead of like you know being a figure in his life where he could talk about stuff with. Uh huh. You know, but it's just the shinobi brain poison. They got the shinobi brain poison. Kakashi is like extremely not a guy who has any answers for any of the kids in his care he's just kind of you know like it, it, it's like the, it's like the thing at the end of the the zabas arc again where like he they're like where he's just like yeah i don't i don't really know what to do about like how we're not supposed to have feelings but also how we have feelings because we're people uh but just uh try not to beat yourself up about it like yeah just don't think about it and then die young 
I, I am like really interested in these moments we get of like, oh, none of these people are really like emotionally capable for like being like like having these children in their care. And it's they're gonna do their best, but it's it's just gonna be rough out here. Yeah. I want an apprentice or like a protege so bad. <laughs> like I don't want to be a parent, that's a lot of responsibility. But I want like a teen. You're like you're like looking at this and you're like, I could do better. <laughs> I could You've got less of the Shinobi brain poison, that's for sure. I've got just enough. <laughs> you got the appropriate amount. That child would be so, so strong and so mentally well-adjusted for everything. It's true. I'd be like, hey, if you ever have any problems, come and talk to me. But also, like, sometimes it's, like, okay to hurt people. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad start, I suppose. Zeroing back in on this episode again, there's another, like, unbelievable Neji heel moment where, like, Kurnai's giving him this fucking death glare, and he's just like, hey, don't be mad at me. Go fucking care for your student that's dying. She's <laughs> just like, yeah, just, just wretched. Just a fucking wretched kid. Hey, can we talk about how Hinata's heart was, like, moments away from stopping, and she was just, like, standing there still wanting to fight? Yeah. Hinata's the coolest guy in Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we've got, we've got it. <laughs> I also like Rock Lee like leaping in here to stop Naruto from fighting because this is another instance of Rock Lee being the guy who is like very willing to like espouse beliefs that he is not that he is not consistently capable of like holding to himself because like just a few episodes ago after one of his after like Tenten got her ass kicked he was like ready to do this same fucking thing and he didn't kind of hold him back. <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel like Guy had, like, a brief conversation with him, and then he saw that moment, and it was like, alright, time to prove I learned my lesson. <laughs> right. And, like, if, if somebody is, like, disrespecting Rock Lee's teammates at, like, a future tutoring exam, like, it might happen again. But, like, right now, he's, like, he's showing that he's, uh... Yeah, like, it, it, it only happened because it was in his head from, like, four minutes ago when Guy was talking to him. I, th- I think there's, like... An interesting angle to Rockley that I don't know if we really dig into that much, but like of him as like this guy who is like very attached to this idea of like disciplined and principled fighter guy, but also he's like he can't really like adhere to that because he's just like a goofy teen who like cares too much. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean like he's absolutely the goofy teen that dresses up like his favorite martial artist. Mm-hmm. And like T- talks the talk that he hears the guy talking, but like you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And we we get like also at the end of the episode with like Naruto is doing his whole dramatic vow to fight and beat Neji, and it's like it really feels like sometimes this arc really wishes it had like a bracket to point to to go to like next round. Naruto is going to fight Neji because like it's it's really just setting that up, but there's like. Nothing that says that's going to happen other than, like, the fact that the, the audience who is watching this know that, that like, the show is going to contrive to have that fight happen. Yeah. Like, like the like the, the characters are acting as if this is, is inevitable, and there's, like, nothing in the story that, uh, that, like, actually, like, makes that even all, like, necessarily all that likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the fact that, like, we know that when you set up the fight this directly, it has to happen. Yeah. And it's like, they should have just put a bracket in, right? <laughs> yeah, like, maybe they should have just... Maybe they didn't need to do this, like, random 
randomly done matchups thing. I don't know. They could have just like scribbled together a bracket and like put a few like extra spicy ones in there just just for fun. <laughs> like like you know, heroes is like looking over is like, all right, yeah, these these seem like pretty impartial, but like, can we can we have the Hukas fight each other? Like, I just I just want to see what happens. Yeah, it's like uh, you you know how sometimes when there's like really big brackets, they like weight it so that um. Things that are too similar, like, never make it to the finals or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, w- it would be cool if it was just, like, literally, like, mentioned as fact that they did that on purpose. Right, like, it's just like, yeah, we've, we've like, largely set this up to, like, get the, get the guys we think are the best into the into the actual finals, because this is ultimately about putting on a show. Yeah, that would rule. It would be cool as hell. But, uh, but nah. Right, and that makes sense for the, um, that, that, that makes sense for the, uh, Kiba and Naruto fight, too. Mm-hmm. Because they're the same guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the same guy. Yeah, I think uh, that like wraps up just about everything I had to say about this episode. Did you have anything else you want to touch on? No, not really. What are we watching next week? Next week we are starting off with episode forty-eight, which is uh, arguably the single best remembered episode of Naruto of all time. Mm-hmm. And we're also watching episodes forty-nine and fifty, uh, which will get us the entire uh, fight between Rock Lee and Gara. So look forward to that. Yeah, look forward to that. And hey, if you don't want to look forward to it, if you want to watch it, like, right now... Did I say watch? You said watch. <laughs> Who fucking cares? If you want to listen to that right now, instead of, you know, next week or whatever, give us some dollars on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Crush. We put all of the episodes there a week early, so, like, you know, it's a big one. It's exciting. Are you hyped? I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah. I- I've been hyped for this one for, like, three weeks. Right, yeah, yeah. There, there was, like, a time when we were, like, where, like, I think it was, like, after we finished recording, where we realized that, like, the whole fight was just gonna fall in one episode really cleanly without us having planned for it at all, and it was like, oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Can't wait to record that one. So, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, besides the Patreon, uh, any images we talk about during the episode can be found on our Twitter, at Konoha Crush, all one word. Uh, and I think that's it. Hey, thanks for listening. Later, and remember, there's no such thing as filler.